This podcast is brought to you by Worldwide Technology and NetApp and produced by GovExec's Studio 2G. As an industry leader in data services, storage infrastructure, and cloud solutions, NetApp is dedicated to providing the public sector with cutting-edge technologies and innovative solutions that increase productivity and drive mission success. To learn how NetApp can help your agency leverage automation tools and enhance your data management strategy, visit netapp.com. Artificial intelligence and machine learning are tools federal agencies are tapping to tame the tsunami of data they're dealing with every day. However, tight budgets, overworked IT teams, and misconceptions around AI have hamstrung their efforts to infuse these technologies into their data initiatives. I'm Camille Tudy, and today I have two experts who will discuss why automation technology is vital to the future of data management. We'll also talk about how their organizations are enabling next generation solutions like AI and ML to drive agency mission success. Bobby Roundtree is an AI ML leader at NetApp and an experienced data specialist with a PhD in data science. And Nathan Mansotti is the Director of Data and Analytics for GSA's Technology Transformation Services. He also is an expert in technical strategy, software development, and enterprise data architecture with a wide range of experience in both industry and government. Bobby and Nathan, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to participate. I would like to start by getting an overview of the current federal data landscape. How has it really evolved in the past few years? Bobby, why don't you start? Well, the way I look at it is everybody knows that the government has a lot of data, right? And we're representing a significant hidden source of value for both the public and the private sector out there. So despite all these potential benefits that we talked about, the governments are now able to really take advantage of this opportunity, but they're not taking advantage of it like they should. And the reason is because of the organizational silos that are out there. Data sets are used by government entities for specific purposes. And each individual organization has their own data management platform, their own data silos that are out there. And a lot of times what that's doing is creating a lot of friction. Being able to have a central location, a central way of being able to manage all of the data even across agencies, is probably something that is viable to every government organization that's out there. Yeah, I would agree with that. What in my work I've seen evolve over the last few years is there's definitely a clear recognition of the importance of data modernization. At the COEs, we work with external agencies to help them with their IT modernization initiatives. So we have reached into more than just the GSA. And I've seen that as a pattern. Since the Evidence Act 2018 and the federal data strategy that's come out requiring CDOs to be appointed, these CDOs and CIOs are recognizing that they need to really put resources and focus on improving their data architecture and the skill sets of their employees and move along those timelines that are set in the federal data strategy. So that's encouraging because there's definitely progress across the government in terms of improving the data landscape. Also seeing a huge interest in migrating the cloud and using cloud-based software as a service and other more modern and capable systems that exist now, lots of interest in automation. So things are moving in the right direction from what I can see, at least. 
I think collectively what we're seeing is that interoperable and connected government data. We're taking a step to enhance data management by adding those tools in there in place, being able to have a smoother process from the ingest all the way to storing by using different ways of storage, not just on-prem, we're, we're really enhancing the cloud now as well. So when we talk about managing this tsunami of data, why is automation technology in particular such an appealing tool? When I look at automation, I look at it in maybe three different ways, right? The way that we're really focused on automation for the federal government. Think about accuracy and consistency. I think about time savings. I think about even enhancing the workflow efficiency that are out there. The business process automation is all about simplifying your day-to-day tasks. And so automation leads to faster processes and those larger tasks that are out there and reducing those turnaround timelines as well. When you look at accuracy and consistency, my huge drawback associated with manual processing is the possibility of errors. Humans tend to make errors. And so automation really eliminates that chance of those errors, leading to more accuracy, enhanced accuracy. Right? It also follows the standard operating procedures that are out there now, ensuring you have consistency and performance tasks as well. And Nathan, from a TTS perspective, how is automation technology helping all of you deal with this wave of data? Well, automation is not new. When I think about automation, I think about manufacturing. Like if you go back to the turn of century with the industrial revolution, right? These machines start coming and it makes it easier to do all the tasks that used to be done manually. And then that gets iterated upon to the point that you have full automation. And now there's a few people doing what it used to take 100 people to do. Same thing happens with automation IT space. So 10 years ago, you wanted to automate common workflow where you're copying data between systems and then using the output to run another process. You might have a couple of people sitting in an agency that create scripts and stitch the outputs together. Now we've seen RPA come on board, so it makes it easier to do that. And the agencies are using RPA and at TTS through the Centers of Excellence, we've had some successful engagements with agencies using and implementing RPA to make their workflows better. It's just a continuation of that. And there's many obvious benefits to automating processes, including all the things that Bobby just mentioned and, you know, saving costs. And as agencies adopt these cloud platforms and the data gets centralized and labeled better and things like that, it's going to increase that those benefits that are realized a lot more. So So working with other agencies, what are some of the challenges that you've seen them encounter when it comes to AI or machine learning implementation? Machine learning is advancing quickly and getting a lot better. But some of the challenges that agencies face are having adequate skill sets in-house to use these technologies and also to test them, things like that. Another one is having the data ready to feed into the models. So a lot of value can be gained by implementing machine learning for specific tasks where the model doesn't necessarily need to be retrained. But in those instances where you know an agency wants to use a model, fine tune it on its own data and use it for its specific purpose, it's not a small task to get the data into the format that it needs to be to train a model. With some of the recent advances in machine learning, we're going to see a lot more importance put onto data preparation and data management. 
to prepare to adopt some of these newer technologies that we've seen come out in the last year. Bobby, what do you see from an industry perspective when you're working with customers? What hurdles are they facing with implementation? Improper data preparation is a huge undertaking for the government. It's not getting any easier because if you think about it, the data is going to continue to grow. You know, we can't just put a pause to it so we can start prepping the data or creating quality data. The data is one of the most crucial elements of that whole AI and that building process. And so the better the data, the more the better quality of the data, the more accurate that AI model will be. And so developers face certain challenges when trying to clean that data. If you think about it, the more complicated the AI model or ML model, the larger the data set may have to be. So they have to collect these large scale data sets that are out there. Legal and ethical considerations are big as well, right? Considering some of the relevant policies or the country-specific regulations that are out there and being able to determine the right data set. That's something that is a process as well and can be challenging since developers need to consider the scope of the project. Something else that I think is a huge challenge as well that we don't talk about is not enough is really avoiding those biases that are out there. And these issues can significantly impact the performance of the AI model. So looking at the domain owner and the people feeding the data to the algorithms, they have to be held accountable in there as well, right? A machine learning model is considered biased when you think about when you're providing accurate results for one set of data and inaccurate results for another set. There's so many tools that are out there that will be found biased, especially in the federal government, but it's about the data that's being fed into it. And there's many ways to try to avoid some of those biases and starting to implement some of these AI and ML models. A lot of times in the past when I've been asked, how can the federal government adopt AI into their workloads? A lot of the times my first answer is they're going to do so by procuring products that already have AI built in. That's going to become what's going to happen because as it advances, every major software vendor is going to start integrating AI into their tools. So the real important piece for making sure that there's no bias toxicity and stuff are going to be evaluating how these models perform against benchmarks with bias, toxicity, hate, and all that. And there's research being done now about how to do that. There's sets of benchmarks that exist for testing these model outputs against, like, if you prompt for sentence completion and you use a male pronoun versus female pronoun, how does that affect the output? If you reference a certain racial characteristic or something like that, how does that affect it? There's also a lot of federal guidance that's been put out safeguarding AI and things like that. So I think that's going to be an increasing area of focus is how to evaluate existing systems to ensure that there's no bias. And then also when it's found, how to put safeguards around inputs and outputs to mitigate it if possible, kind of certify these systems for use in different applications. Yeah, bias-free and ethical AI is probably one of the hottest topics when we talk about AI today. But if we look at federal agencies, if they are able to maneuver through the hurdles, what potential does automation have in the future of federal data management? It's about taking processes that are cumbersome and streamlining them. For data management specifically, in my experience at COE, I've seen it where we work with clients, we come up with a solution, they create a data management, set up data management policies, data governance 
board and committees and so on. And the difficulty is not setting it up. It's helping the agency carry it forward and maintaining, managing their data, labeling it and doing all the things that need to happen to do good data management because it's cumbersome and workforces have a lot going on. People have tons of tasks on their plate. So documentation is something that always gets pushed. If you need to get something done really quickly, you just do it. You go, well, I don't have time right now. I'll get back to that later and follow this procedure for making sure that everything's traceable and visible. So automation is going to help with that. To add to that, collectively, we know that there are probably thousands of individual processes associated with different stages within that data management lifecycle. And I think you touched on something very important, right? The process. Right now, they're partially or fully manual. And with AI and ML being implemented in there, we can change that, right? IT departments may find they have little capacity for doing much other than just managing, securing the data, analyzing data, distributing the data, if we don't start to implement some of these automated processes in there, right? Things like the periodic reporting that's out there or conducting ad hoc analysis as well or other data-dependent tasks using any self-service model. And it's about really freeing up the time and resources of the IT staff, the data engineering staff as well. Developers can also have more free time as well. So everybody gets more free time to be able to focus on the more important business processes. Before we wrap up today, what's that one step federal agencies can take today to get started with automation tools? I would say the one best step they could take would be to contact the COEs and talk about how we might be able to work together. So for that, go to coe.gsa.gov and take a look at that. And also the COEs sponsor the AI community of practice, which is a community of practice that any federal employee can join and stay up to date with what's going on with AI across federal agencies. And this is not something that GSA sponsors, but I'd like to throw it out there too. AI.gov is a good website to check out that has guidance and other information about AI in the federal space. Yeah, that's a great resource. Bobby? We have a lot of AI documentation that is out there, a lot of partners that we work with from the application layer all into data management layer. We do a lot of training in person, virtual, to be able to help give guidance and teach and educate on AI and how it's working in the public sector space, so the federal government, the intelligence community as well. Agencies collect and store a lot of data. And so data management is something that is starting to be forgotten because we're talking about all the, the sweet terms like AI and ML and things like that. But it has to be on top of a data management process And that's very, very key. Great advice and tips. Unfortunately, that brings us to the end of the show today. Nathan and Bobby, thank you so much for being here today and talking about why automation plays a key role in federal data management and how agencies can tap into those technologies. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Worldwide Technology and NetApp. For more information about how your agency can best leverage automation tools, visit netapp.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Future of Federal Data Strategy podcast series, brought to you by Worldwide Technology and NetApp. 
To learn how NetApp can help your agency leverage automation tools and enhance your data management strategy, visit netapp.com.